Hello, and welcome back to Splatter Chatter, where October never dies. We are your hosts, Mr. Craigers. Mr. Craigers, and I am Miss Mel. <laughs> because as a woman, I have to make the distinction. <clears throat> you could be Ms. Ms. Keep it mysterious. And today, we are going to be talking to you about... Urban Legends. Mm-hmm. Not Just the movie. Not the movie with, with Robert Englund. Um, actual Urban Legends. Inspired by the recent story, we're sure most of you have seen, of the creepy clown sightings in uh, Greenville County, South Carolina. Um, not the Ronald McDonald kind, evidently. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy kind. <laughs> The John Wayne Gacy guide, or at least somewhere in between. <laughs> so if you haven't heard, delve right into that, I guess. Um, There's some horrifying, like, Bigfoot pictures of this thing on the internet. Cl- yeah. I haven't seen any pictures, and I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> yeah, I saw one. Like, it basically looks like that Bigfoot picture where he's, like, walking sideways, look like, <laughs> and he's, like, looking at the camera, but it's, like, a clown. Sure, sure. In the middle of the woods. We have to assume it's, like, the exact same picture, just yeah, with, like, clown photoshopped over <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> it's great. Well, it's not great. It's horrifying. But, like... It's horrifying. And if you listeners out there haven't heard, Here's what's going on. Okay. Apparently, um, several residents at this apartment complex in Greenville, South Carolina, have reported to the local police um, sightings of people in clown makeup and dress terrorizing children and adults that live in this complex. Um, there was a report of a, a... I know, like, at least one... One kid. I don't know if multiple there's, children reported. There was a couple kid who, and it was two clowns. I think they initially reported to. Like there was, yeah. Two, there was a couple kids who said a couple of clowns um, tried to like lure them, lure them into, them into woods. the woods. Yeah. Um, that they were offering them money, and that they had like flashing lights um, to to try and get them to come into these woods that I guess like from what I can understand like they I guess they border the back of this apartment complex um and uh there was one article talking about that I guess there is this path um in this cluster of trees behind this apartment building that like leads down to this abandoned house by a pond where apparently I assume there are many bodies where you know you know um, where apparently these these clowns have been living, according to the the children who said this, that uh, I don't know. Well, I know there was one kid who reported that they were like whispering to them, like through the door. There was other. There's like other clown sightings. Yeah, and like people have well. actually seen like adults. Not to say that because well, one like, of the pictures were up on the anything, like, on the Twitter is literally a adult person who put it up on their Twitter and was like, "What the fuck is this behind my apartment?" Like, and it's a yeah, clown. There but there, a- there's also like clown. Like people have been starting talking about clown sightings in like Ohio too. Like some kid apparently got chased by a clown when he got off the bus stop in Ohio. He went to oh. the police. So people are like, there was the woman who she like 
saw a clown standing under a street light when she was like walking home really late and he like waved to her. She waved back, apparently. <laughs> As one does. As one does. Uh, uh, some people are like thinking it's some kind of like weird marketing for Rob Zombie's new movie, which I wouldn't put past him, but which also I would not no. put past him because there was that thing like. I think it was like last year in like Wisconsin, people were seeing a clown like show up around town, like carrying like a bunch of black balloons. Yeah. And like oh, it yeah. just proved to be like a marketing thing for yeah. a short film. Yeah. Uh, so like, the, I, like, yeah, like the police, I guess, and or like the sheriff like released a statement. They're like, obviously they're taking everything seriously because it's pretty creepy if some clowns show up in your backyard, like. With like they were like banging chains apparently on the door, Great. Um, but they also don't know like how much is like imagination like or how much of this might actually be something sinister. They searched this abandoned house apparently and they didn't find any evidence that anyone was living there. I think the sheriff said we didn't find any clown paraphernalia, which is amazing. <laughs> in his one statement about it, <laughs> in the one statement about it, they said very seriously they were like the clowning around needs to stop. Oh like, my god. <laughs> You're, just, you're inviting so much. That's us as the sheriff. So the sheriff's <laughs> press person is um, winning. Yeah. But like Mel was saying, like, this isn't like, weirdly, for whatever reason, this isn't like a weird thing that's just specific <laughs> to this town in South. Like, this happens a lot in the yeah. United States. I feel like every couple of years we hear about like weird clowns on the street. Right? Like there were like, a bunch of them, like in New Mexico, I remember like two years ago, everyone kept seeing them. Like, I feel like this time last year that I saw that thing, there was like that clown that was like hanging out in that cemetery in Chicago. Like, this happens. Like, they are very prevalent and very undying breed of of boogeyman for for whatever reason like it just it doesn't go away and it doesn't stop yeah. being freaky but i think like the actual like um creepy thing about all this because like when i was like looking into this story and like other stories of clowns showing up and stuff or whatever i could find no like evidence or reporting that anything truly like sinister came out yeah. of this like no abductions except or... for like the big obviously yeah one well, back that was like, uh, <laughs> like recent yeah recent cases yeah like they're this. just trying to they freak people stop. out they just kind of show up and freak people out but because people are getting freaked out i have seen people like talking about how they're like going out and like buying guns to like arm and defend themselves Against and stuff the whatever like cuz i'm afraid of clowns and stuff or whatever and that i feel like has the potential to go terribly wrong <laughs> there's a bigger issue here yeah um in america not that, where not you that any like grown shoot. people should be dressing up as clowns and like luring children into the woods oh no like not the, yeah or harassing that's, anyone that's in any sort of up. way but maybe uh, we we um table shooting the clowns yeah for just being out and about but yeah it's like a weird yeah nothing ever happens they just kind of like drive around or stare at people or or i guess in this case maybe get a little bit weird and talk to kids but it's a really weird phenomenon of people getting 
I assume just getting their kicks in a really weird way. Like this is their, you know, like people like to egg houses or toilet paper houses sometimes and commit minor acts of vandalism. Some people <laughs> like to dress up as clowns and freak their neighbors out. And I think depending on who's doing it, whether it's like viral marketers or criminals of some nature, I think they're both tapping into this like cultural fear of clowns that is just built into our society, which is kind of what we want to explore in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like where do these urban legends of the killer clown come from? Obviously Stephen King has contributed a lot Mm -hmm. to that with it. Um, but there is some actual like factual basis, um, for some of for some of this, which is kind of terrifying. That's so, always what you want to hear about, like you know, horror movies and horror books. Is well, there's some you know factual statistical background. <laughs> there's the whole like, like the debate, like based on true events and then inspired by true mm. events. <laughs> um, so the clown, the clown as killer urban legend. Um, I know I used to hear this one story growing up all the time, which I feel like was pretty universal. And, you know, it was like, so-and-so had a friend, you know, and she was some teenager, and she was babysitting for this wealthy family somewhere that had a very large house, you know, the kind with, like, a ridiculous amount of rooms. And like the third act of Scream. Like, the third act of Scream. Like, this Jesus Christ. <laughs> doors. So many and doors. So she's, the parents are going out for the, a late dinner and a movie, and they tell the babysitter that once the children are in bed, that she's supposed to, like, go to this, like, specific room to watch TV, because I guess they don't, like, want her wandering around the house. Um, I don't know why. I they're paying her a lot of money. Yeah. And so the parents take off, and she gets the kids in bed, and she goes to this room, and she's trying to watch TV, but, like, she's disturbed because there's this big clown doll in the corner of the room. And she tries to ignore it for as long as she can, but it's freaking her out, and, you know, it's probably storming because it's always storming. It's always a dark and stormy night. Yeah, it's always a dark and stormy night. So she calls, like the dad or the mom or whoever, and she's like, hey, the kids are in bed or whatever, but is it cool if I... I can guess where this is going. Switch <laughs> because the clown doll is really creeping me out. And there's, like, a pause on the other end of the line. And, like, the father says, seriously, get the kids, go next door, and call 911. And she's like, what's going on? And he's just like, we don't have a clown doll. And then, dun, 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 and stuff or whatever. And that was usually, like, where the story ended. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's... Something like that, or, like, a version of that growing up at all? I mean, what I I always got growing up was the... It was, like, the clownless version of that, which is, like, the babysitter and the the man upstairs, essentially. Yeah, and I feel like this is, like, a, you know, stepchild version of that urban legend of, like... Yeah. Basically, the, the when a stranger calls. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I got. I mean, I do, because I remember when we would read um, 
scary stories to tell in the dark, I think one of them featured a story kind of like that, where you had somebody say, there's like a creepy something staring at me, or this doll is staring at me, and then they say, we don't have a dot right. dot dot. Like that is some, like that, like in general, I remember hearing a lot. Um, we didn't like, our, <laughs> growing up, our urban legends were very stupid because they were very like set on like, the high school was haunted or somebody died building this and it's haunted now and that sort location of thing. Specific. Yeah. Location yeah. specific. Um, and obviously everyone always heard like different versions of like the man with the hook for a hand or like some kind of serial killer. I'm sure was out in the woods somewhere or some kind of werewolf. Um, I guess we just weren't super imaginative though. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, most of them I think about, they were, like, not really... Like, if they were local, they were location-specific. The rest of them were, right. like, creepy stories to tell in the dark. Like, the um, the one about the truck stop and the woman who's being chased by the truck, only to find out there's a man in the back of her car who's trying to, to kill her, but she thinks yeah. the truck driver is. She thinks the truck driver is after her, but the truck driver's yeah. trying to warn her. Yeah. There's someone in the back of the car. Yeah. And then, because uh, it's, like... I, because I guess the big one, like, in New York State, too, is, like, the Cropsey legend, which yeah. kind of goes across pretty much the entire state. And there's different versions of it, depending on where you are. Like, sometimes he haunts specific trails in, like, a camp. And if you're a new camper, like, he specifically goes after you. Or every night that you're telling the story just happens to be the anniversary of his death. And his right, ghost comes right. back. And the whole, sort of the thing. moving anniversary yeah. of urban legends. Um, and it's interesting to try and figure out where that stuff originates from because it yeah. like proliferates across um, uh, like geography. And it's kind of like that game of like whisper down the lane where by the time you get to the end, whatever the sentence was at the beginning is completely not the same thing at all. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the thing. I feel like with most urban legends, there's a grain of truth in mm-hmm. there somewhere. Yeah. And then just society has played telephone yeah. for however long. And, you know, now we tell these somewhat exaggerated versions of the tale. Yeah. But like big um, fish. <laughs> Yeah. The documentary Killer Legends, which I think we mentioned maybe in the first episode. Yeah. Which um, also explores this phenomenon. They look at like five major urban legends um, and then kind of like find the historical basis for for that. So for like the real life killer clown, like I was saying, like I couldn't find anything really in the past 20 years. It's more psychological than it is any specific incident is what they kind of hypothesize. Like it has to do more with the exaggerated features of a clown and like the way it's kind of human, but in a distorted way. And that kind of freaks people out. And then you've got that going with the John Wayne Gacy stuff and the sort of cultural Stephen King stuff. And it just snowballs. I agree. And in grad school, we were talking about um, like early childhood development and like mm-hmm. the like specifically like psychological development and how humans are our brains are designed to recognize patterns from a really early age, and that the exaggerated like human features of a clown set off like a warning bell, like 
in mm. the deep recesses of the human brain yeah. because it's, it's a distortion and there's like, you know, there's something not right there. So I feel like humans have just like a built in primal fear <laughs> of that. We are evolutionary yeah. designed to be afraid of clowns. Yeah. And then added in with like a cultural fear of clowns, thanks to things like Stephen King, um, and real world, mm-hmm. you know, instances, like, it's no wonder that so many people are afraid of clowns. I'm terrified of clowns. I don't have a specific visceral reaction to clowns. They do make me uncomfortable most of the time, but it's nothing like, fuck, get that clown picture out of this room or anything. I used to sleep with a stuffed clown, like, religiously. Like, I had this little stuffed clown that I would sleep with, which, in hindsight... my <sighs> The bedroom I had before my sister was born... Um, which then became her bedroom was like, it had like clown, clown wallpaper and stuff or whatever. And, and yeah, there's nothing like, and that. now I'm like, Jesus Christ, mom, <laughs> is it still there? <laughs> no, it's no, like, no. I've slept in that room. Um, <laughs> like, and cause I'm trying to think about it. I was like, nothing like, like I have friends who were like terrified of clowns, like could not do it. Like clown pictures, like did not even like McDonald's. <laughs> Craig (laughs) among them but for me it was never like a very like very much like this is my phobia I can't be near it it was just generally unsettling to be near clowns I genuinely like I'm just gonna keep bringing it up I do blame Stephen King because I saw Mm. the movie when I was like far too young I was just like nope 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 yeah um but yeah so and of course like as we've been kind of dancing around there is somewhat of a real-world basis mm-hmm. for the killer clown. Um, John Wayne Gacy, if you don't know who that is. Um, I believe he was featured on this most recent season of American Horror Story. Oh, oh my God. Ridiculous. But then again, who wasn't? Yeah. Um, in the mid-1970s, he murdered uh, 33... Uh, young men and buried their bodies in the crawl space of his home in Chicago. Um, after he was exposed and caught, the media christened him the killer clown because he was known for um, dressing up as a clown at neighborhood block parties to entertain the children. Um, as far as anyone knows, like I don't think he ever was dressed up he as was, a clown yeah. when he killed someone, but just the... It was just too much of a coincidence. It was for, too much of a creepy coincidence, yeah. I think, for the media to not refer to him that way. Um, and that was like, that's obviously like an incredibly famous case. And then He's it gets like, over the years distorted into people know two things about John Wayne Gacy. It's that he was a serial killer and he was a clown. Right. So, and I mean, there's tons of like really shitty like B horror movies that take on his story but twist it so that like he is dressed up as a clown during the killings and stuff or whatever um gacy is about that mockingbird lane i think is about that so it's just like it it happens i mean like people that people jump on that um so that's what i feel like sparked this whole like it's hard to tell movement or whatever i don't know it's hard to tell in retrospect because it's like okay without doing serious in-depth research how much was this a thing before 
that happened, you know? Yeah, and I, like, I couldn't really find anything in the research I was doing. I did find, like, what people kind of refer to as, like, the first wave of these, like, phantom clowns happened in uh, 1981. So that's shortly after. So that was, like, shortly after, you know, everything went down with Gacy, and it was, like... It was in Boston. It was, you know, like kind mm. of the same thing that happens now. It was like unconfirmed. Unconfirmed killer clowns. Of like people dressed as clowns, clowns trying to lure children into vans. Um, Which is and then, slightly like, different than what Gacy was doing because his, yeah. again, like it had nothing to do with children. Like it was young men, but it wasn't children. And as far as we can tell, the clown entity was not yeah. part of that. It was just something he did. In his daily life, right. The daily right. life, yeah. Is never like I like. I don't think there's any evidence that he ever tried to lure children into a van, like while dressed as the clown or yeah. anything like that. But <clears throat> so I feel like that was where it started, mm-hmm. and then because his case had so much publicity, I feel like that's probably what you know sparked yeah. this. This yeah, wave of like, sightings in Boston, and then like once those reports came out, it just kind of like spread to other cities, other towns, and then now it's like and it was a nationwide thing. Totally like keyword sensitization. Sen- I can say this sensationalization missed a syllable. Uh, you know that you get where people will pick three things out of it and make that their headline on a newspaper ad or, you know, a TV screen, and that's what you're going to take away from it. I mean, I remember when we studied John Wayne Gacy in my AP Psych class, like, yeah, the clown thing came up, but we were more concerned with the fact that, you know, he was keeping trophies and, like, all this sort of serial killer stuff, and it was like, oh, yeah, he was also a clown, and that's what people latch on to. Um, And it's interesting because I was thinking I... For one of the websites I wrote for, I was telling Craig, there's this supposed, not supposed, like, it's a thing I just didn't know about and Craig didn't know about. <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't know about it, it's supposed. <laughs> um, a mansion in Pittsburgh that I don't know how to say. Co- the Conglier Mansion? Coglier? I don't know. Sure. I've only ever seen that word written. Um, <laughs> does not actually physically exist anymore, but basically this mansion that had this creepy history. But one of the things in it is it had the kind of like stereotypical creepy German doctor. Um, And I thought about that because I was like, okay, you've got that. You've got human centipede with the German doctor. And I was like, well, where did that go back to? And it's kind of like the clown thing where it's like, so where did it originate that people just now associate these two things with each other, German scientists and, and insanity. And I came up with two theories in my head. The first is it goes back to Nazi doctors who were, performing experiments on concentration camp victims. Or if it goes back farther than that, it might even go back to, even though he was technically Swiss, Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of the, like, totally, for me, an interesting thing, because it's like, okay, if you trace the cultural... And this is something that I didn't even think about until I watched that Killer Legends documentary. But if you trace the cultural uh, source of these things, you know, you... Sometimes it makes them less scary, sometimes it doesn't. But it's interesting to see, like, where did it originate? Where is the grain of truth or the closest thing we have to a grain of truth in our our cultural history? So for the clown, it might be John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I think. And that's so interesting you mentioned about, uh, like, Frankenstein being an origin and stuff or whatever. Because I actually thought, like, 
when I was reading these reports of these like locals who were like arming themselves and like, mm-hmm. you know, taking their guns and fire out into the woods, I thought of like people grabbing their pitchforks yeah. and headed out to the castle to go after Frankenstein's monster. Yep. And I'm just like, mm, this never ends well. Yeah. Yeah, and that even right there, you know, is kind of the history mirror, life mirrors, art mirrors, art mirrors, life. Lots of mirrors. Lots of mirrors. Um, And, you know, repetitive history and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, the clown one is fascinating because there's no real root to it the way that you see. And some of these other legends that they present in the... In the documentary, like there is a specific instance, like the man with the hook for a hand goes back to the the phantom of Texarkana, Texas, yeah. who was the featured in um, attacked people on Lovers Lane. Lovers Lane, what's it called? Uh, the tra- town that dreaded sundown. Town that dreaded sundown. Um, yeah. The babysitter and the man upstairs goes back to a specific instance where a babysitter was attacked by what they believe was her boyfriend who broke into the house. Um, and murdered her while she was babysitting. Um, the one about the poisoned Halloween candy is obviously one that could be prevalent yeah. throughout anywhere, but they specifically traced it back to an incident where a dad poisoned his own kids. Right, in the 1960s. 1960s. Yeah. Yeah. So for a lot of these, there is like a specific thing, but clowns are so... Part of the reason I think they don't go away and the reason that they are so scary is because there is nothing really to say... This is where it started, like you said. Like we are psychologically wired to be kind of Distrust, fearful of them, yeah. yeah. Even if you know there wasn't that kind of cultural history of the killer clown, uh, right. serial killer. So there's actually a really um, obviously there's tons of movies involving creepy clowns. Like aside from it, I mean, mm-hmm. or involve creepy clowns, even if they're not about them, like Poltergeist. Um, <laughs> The clown, doll. Um, clown house is really creepy amusement is really creepy but there was a movie um that eli roth produced like two years ago called clown um about this family man who um his son is really into clowns which is bizarre <laughs> um, and they were supposed to have a clown for his birthday party but it canceled and so he like I don't know how, but he finds this old clown suit and he puts it on and he's going to be the clown for his kid. And then he finds out he can't take it off. And In he's, true Goosebumps fashion. Yeah, and he's slowly turning into this, like, demonic clown Pennywise figure. And it, there's this interesting, like, lore involved in the movie of, like, the clown as, like, a sort of ancient demonic spirit and stuff or whatever. And so, like, just kind of tapping into the... Wherever this primal human fear of clowns comes from maybe it's a lot older than we think it was interesting i would recommend it interesting and even broader too i think even if you look at stuff in the conjuring like toys and dolls like you know yeah anything human like and kind of distorted innocence i feel like becomes even creepier which i'm sure is an entirely other psychological debate uh chucky yeah. He's like, there's something like vaguely clownish about him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, also, you know, and he's a doll that comes to life. And yeah. All right. So clowns, I think we're good on clowns. I mean, we're not good. We're terrified. <laughs> we got our, our clown quota for the day. We got our clown urban legend for the day. 
Um, we're going to segue now into um, an urban legend of a similar nature, also that many of you will know. Mm. I mean, if you don't know even just the bones of this. You didn't go to college, I guess, if you didn't. Or didn't have the proper college experience if you don't even, haven't even heard the, the title of Sid. <laughs> because we are now going to talk about Another predatory, shadowy urban myth, Slenderman. 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 I used to have that game on my computer. Yeah. It's terrifying. They actually released another kind of more in-depth version of the video game um, that had like a whole story to it and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, just wandering around in the woods like... Well, yeah, but like there's like actual graphics that like are graphics and like there's a basically a plot line you follow is that the slender rising i forget what it's called what it's you can called? watch a playthrough of it on youtube and there's more than just slender man in it in terms of like freaky things and it's kind of like disturbing at points because you find all these notes of because you're trying to find your friend you the unnamed character are trying to find your friend who's missing, who's not in her house. So you go into the woods, naturally, and you find all these naturally. weird notes that she leaves about, like, like something's following her and all this stuff. So it's, check it out. But if you don't know what Slender Man is... We're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, huge online phenomenon. Everyone really started talking about him in, like, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call him the Tall Man... Um, the operator, Mr. Slim, I've seen. Mr. Slim. And it started with a bunch of like mysterious photographs that started circulating on the internet of like a creepy, ghostly, shadowy figure, all in black, um, basically like stalking children like in schoolyards, yeah. playgrounds. And, um, you know, there were all these like rumors that like, the people who took the photographs disappeared um, and some of the children were disappearing and like, so that was the, that's what got everybody hooked. Yeah. And some of the pictures, I mean, cause they, it started out with just the pictures, but it was like creepy cause there would be these kids and then they'd always be facing away from this slender man entity was then mm-hmm. somewhere in the, in the background behind them. Right, and he's, and like, he's like eight feet tall, yeah. with like dis- like super long arms, super long arms. Like I and like I feel like there's like some versions of him. He's supposed to have like tentacles, yeah, or something or whatever, yeah. and he doesn't have a face. Yeah, um, it's just kind of he's just like this blank amorphous blob, um, and then then and then it just kind of grew. Like people started adding to this sort of like modern legend, like. Mm-hmm. You started, oh, he could change his shape. He could become invisible. He could teleport from place to place. Yeah. Um, I always laughed because he's a very snappy dresser. He, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's like a reporter or something in the 1950s. Like, ready yeah. to, like Clark like, Kent it and just... He's like always in a dark suit, yeah, with like a, um, you know, like a necktie. Stuff like a whatever. straight black necktie. Yeah, and I was like, you know, you know, at least he cleans up well. He does. That's how he gets you. <laughs> with his, um, his uh, dapperness. That's yeah, the word, but. his dapperness. Um, 
I did, and then out of this, somebody made the video game. Then the original Slenderman video, which was called Eight Pages, I think. Yes, that was. I remember that was the first one, which you could download for free. You probably still can. It's like super low key graphics and stuff, and it's basically a point of view game. Like you are walking through the woods, and you have to collect these eight pages. Mm -hmm. Um, and they will depict basically Slenderman. Like they're different drawings of Slenderman. Um, and as you collect more and more, he gets like closer to you and you can't turn around. Cause if you turn around and like make contact, like facial contact with him, that's how he gets you. Um, so like it would get to the point where, cause there was like four locations you went to in these woods. There was like an old abandoned bathroom. So when you went in there and turned corners, yeah. it was horrifying. There was an old water tower. There's an old truck and like your computer would kind of go staticky when he was close to you, so you had to run really fast, and mm. it was basically terrifying. And there's plenty of great videos of drunk people playing it and, <laughs> and losing their minds trying to play there it. There might actually be a video of a drunk me out there playing it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it ever... I know there We're was a video taken. I don't know if it made its way onto That could internet. be one of our, our, <laughs> our... I don't know if we're officially calling it Booze and Booze, but that was a big snappy title. That could it's be one so, of them, though. That is a snappy title. We play Slenderman again. Um, <laughs> the new game that they did, like, you have to actually pay money for it. It's like 10 bucks. It's nothing. But, yeah. Um, now they're like totally capitalizing on the Slenderman brand this Slenderman brand uh, well, there's like movies yeah because there was this YouTube series paid video games yeah like a bajillion episodes and they're mm. all like really short blips like they can be as short as like 15 seconds some could be like much longer a called Marble Hornets and it was basically the premise of it was this person was trying, this film student was making a film called Marble Hornets. And then during like the filming of it, some entity known as the operator, which is Slenderman, like started stalking him and harassing him and this stuff. So said friend of this dude is trying to basically House of Leaves style figure out what happened. What happened? Um, and they're short blips, like, they're very short episodes, some of them are longer, and it's presented as somebody uploaded this onto YouTube, like, as their, like, it's their actual YouTube and this is actually happening, like, not, like, this is a web series. But they turned it into a movie, um, with Doug Jones as Slenderman, um, but it's interesting because it was one of those things where, obviously now I'm sure Slenderman's trademarked by somebody, but it was kind of like cultural, yeah. cultural and group ownership over this urban legend like because you know mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you have with urban legends where anyone can make a movie about a killer clown or or a serial killer or the babysitter getting attacked because there's no real patent on that story because it belongs to the 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 collective subconscious yeah subconscious i think story. someone has stepped forward as the creator and I, like recently mm. now owns some sort of copy. I don't. I don't know. But just because they made the movie, someone has to own it somewhere. Yeah, I don't someone. Know. Somebody has to at least like the original Reddit poster. I don't know the guy who made the picture. But the, 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 you know, and so now that's kind of lost its fun because somebody you know there's capitalism right. on on Slenderman. But for a time, it was like this collective thing, like especially among like kids, because it it happened completely through the internet. Like this is one of the yeah. the very early um, urban legends that was completely digital and not something that you kind of learned about orally it's something you heard about in chat rooms and went to look up and then like were terrified right. and slept with the lights on so it was like all these 
millennials and um <laughs> you know college kids who would talk about slender man and all this stuff with him um yeah so it was kind of really cool to see like the digital age urban legend kind of be born out of what is essentially a creepypasta yeah I think, so. pretty much and it's kind of like it was like an urban legend that went in reverse mm -hmm. um but he's not real you know he's an invented yeah. character um obviously and you know whatever someone someone started him the obsession grew people have added to the mythos and stuff or whatever and then like rather than him being based on some sort of real world uh incident that grew into an urban legend. He started as an urban legend, and then there was an unfortunate real-world incident. Do you remember hearing about that? Vaguely, yeah. It was, I don't know I, the details, like, two though. or three years ago, and these two 12-year-old girls, yeah. they, like, lured another girl into the woods, and they stabbed her 19 times. Yeah. And when they were asked about why they did it, they said they wanted to impress Slender Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that did happen. Yeah, and then, like, I know, like, in the creepypasta community, like, the, the creator came forward and, like, expressed his condolences. And, like, it was kind of, like, the first real moment where he was, like, Slenderman is not real. Yeah. Like, don't, like, please, like, love the games, love the story, like, add to it, but don't, don't take it that far, Don't obviously. do that. <clears throat> um, this girl that was stabbed, I did remember, she did survive. Yeah. Um, luckily. But, like, still, that, that's incredibly yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it was like middle school girls were like obsessed yeah. with the they're like twelve of, or thirteen. Yeah, or like obsessed with the idea of Slenderman. Um, yeah, so it is very much like in reverse. Like they made their own urban legend out of nothing, and then yeah, things actually did happen that you can now say this is the you know this is the, the backwards episode. root of it. Kind yeah. of yeah, it's very <laughs> like Billy Loomis and Stu Mockerich. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is like or a scream for urban legends, basically. Scream for urban legends. It is a very meta urban legend situation. A very meta urban legend situation. Yeah. So yeah, good old Slenderman. Good yeah, old Slenderman. and then Mel and I were talking before we started recording. They did make a movie. Yeah, it does called, exist. It's called Mar. There's like a, a subtitle to it. It's called Marble. Yeah, they made a movie out of Marble Hornets, like yeah. this, this web series, which I think you can still watch on YouTube. I'm not sure, but they made um, a movie out of it called Always Watching Marble Hornets, um, <clears throat> which came out in 2015, um, <clears throat> and is basically, from what I can tell, it's the same. It's a POV film, I believe, and it's the same, um, or at least a portion of it is, and it's the same premise, basically, as the YouTube series, and Doug Jones naturally plays Slenderman, because what character, creepy entity does he not play? Right. Um, but in that, he's known as the operator, um, but it's literally Slenderman, and the cover, like, the, the poster for the movie is Slenderman, you know, it's the faceless head with a dapper like suit necktie and suit um and yeah like the premise is that he's just kind of this this thing that's stalking you and watching you and like it like the and the entire thing with the game as well is it totally feeds on paranoia and like you know the hair standing up on the back of your neck um <clears throat> and like just a general weird modern iteration of the boogeyman because, you know, he did start out as this thing that supposedly stole children. Um, 
Right. Which is, you know, the, the kind of root of all these boogeyman, boogeyman, boogeyman. Um, legends is that, you know, kids, if they went wandering in the woods or what have you, they disobeyed, the boogeyman would come get them. Um, you know, which is a total, A, cautionary tale to get kids to do shit and, you know, uh, <laughs> obey. Um, but the other thing is, too, and obey. I talked about this, not on here at all, when I saw The Witch and I wrote about it for some one of the places I write for, um, about how traditionally, like, the farther outside the home you get, the more dangerous the world becomes, which, and it's called the rule of proximity in folklore, and it's um, really seen in Russian folklore, where, like, the spirit of the house is, like, this nice ancestral spirit, the spirit of the barn is kind of like a trickster. He's kind of mean sometimes, but for the most part, he's chill. You get into the forest, and the leshy, the spirit of the forest, will, will, yeah, he will like fuck you up usually. Um, not too, like, he doesn't always come after you, but he can if he sees you. You get out even farther to like the oceans and the lakes and the rivers, and there's these two water spirits that will just totally drown the shit out of you and like eat your face and do all these awful things. Like, the farther you get from home and the more in the wilderness you get, the less safe you are. The less safe you are. And the reason that relates to the witch is because they were cast out of their their town and their like homestead and they were living on the edge of the woods and thus everything got spooky spooky but that's the thing with Slenderman too spook too spook that's the thing with Slenderman is you know the game you have to venture out into the woods and you have to get farther you have to go farther and farther to get all eight pages and it gets more and more dangerous and it's more and more likely that he will come up behind you and that's how the new game works too because you start out in a house in in the new game and then you venture out into the wilderness Mm -hmm. um so that's, you know, a cultural component to any of these sort of dangerous um, urban legends where you've got, like, something. Oh, yeah, isolation. Um, the woods, I mean. Yeah. Human beings have been terrified of the forest. Five ever. Like, you know. <laughs> Since the forest, you know. You know. Yeah, mammoth days. <laughs> <laughs> the mammoths were the original. Uh, Slender Man. <laughs> Slender Man. <laughs> well, that was the thing, too. Is I'm imagining, like, a really woolly... <laughs> or a really skinny mammoth. A giraffe, I guess, would be mammoth with a necktie and no face. <laughs> when they clone it, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we mentioned one time, you know, Vampire was a game we used to play when we were kids. And we used to play it in the yeah. woods because we were going to scare the shit out of ourselves. And we were like, what's scarier than the than woods? Um, Absolutely nothing. Nothing. And, you know, because my house when I was a kid backed up to woods. So that was, like, obviously terrifying. And, you know, obviously the woods in, like, rural Pennsylvania are, like, nothing. But, like, you think about it enough and you can think anything could be, like, hiding out there. Absolutely. Um, I've seen enough horror movies to know. I I, could be there. (laughs) I don't go hiking. That's why I don't, like, do shit in nature. Like, go fuck yourselves. (laughs) That's yeah. why you get attacked by a werewolf or a, right. a Wendigo. Or a Wendigo. Or, like, hillbilly oh. rapist incest killers. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, and it's that was the man. And then we had legends like that, too, even around where I, you know, around the greater Philadelphia area is, like, there was always these, like, um, stories about... It was always, and this is nothing to people who, you know, have this condition, but it was always albinos, like, because that people pick some kind of like 
uh, what they considered to be a deformity and run with it. But, you know, it was always like a cult of albinos or a cult of inbred somethings. Right. They have to, to be deformed. They have to be deformed in some way, um, hiding out. The one specific that kind of got popular thanks to M. Night Shyamalan. Because <laughs> he used, there's this thing kind of colloquial name, colloquially named Devil's Road. I don't know what it's actually called. And they actually took the sign off the road because people, like, went there so much so that they wanted them to stop right. so they took the road sign off um but it's this road in like delaware county like how they changed ocean avenue yeah so people would stop going to the amityville house yeah they changed the number on the house and stuff and they like painted the house and like removed the windows yeah. well and people ex- yeah people are expecting to see that like the house that they use for the film but the real house looks nothing like that no yeah but this road in, like, Delaware County, just a little bit south of Philadelphia, has these really freaky trees that kind of have grown in a strange way where it looks like they're bending away from the road. So everyone was, like, saying, um, you know, it's the Devil's Road and the trees are, like, avoiding, you know, the evil there. And there's supposedly a mansion there that belonged to the... A lot of people will say it belongs to the DuPont family. Um, some people will just say it belongs to a really rich family mm-hmm. where it's, like... And they like do satanic family sure. worshiping, and they'll chase you off the road if they see you there. Like people claim they were like harassed and like chased by these cars until they got far enough away from the property. I did Google Earth at once. Um, there is a property on that road, um, back kind of behind the trees. I didn't. Hey. Wanna, I didn't want to creep too much though, because you know, right. No. But yeah, there is a property back there. I mean, there's somebody who lives back there. And if it's just, you know, an innocent person, I feel very sorry that they're constantly being harassed. But and that's the thing is, like, I don't even know where that one came from. And that was just and that was the inspiration for the village was this creepy looking tree crap shit. Oh, the village, the village. Um, but yeah, it was like, and that was a thing that gets handed down in, you know, this area. It's like, oh yeah, like there's Devil's Road and like that's a thing. Or Centralia and like how it got turned yeah. into like, a whole thing with um, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Or the Hellum Township supposed like Seven Gates to Hell and that sort of thing. Pennsylvania's got a lot of weird shit in it. We got a lot of weird shit. We do. But yeah, I mean, some of these urban legends are localized. Some of them kind of proliferate throughout the collective consciousness and there's really no way to, to pin them down. And those are the ones that don't go away. And even the ones that I feel like are localized, like you'll find some version of that yeah. in Somewhere another else, small yeah. town in America too, you know? Yeah. Um, like where I grew up, we had, you know, obviously some like, you know, there was like a haunted tunnel and stuff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and you're supposed to, you know, park your car that in the middle of the tunnel and turn off the lights and, and then I don't know. I, I don't even remember, like, Paul did or something, you know, some ghost would show up. And then there was a creepy abandoned house, like, in the middle of nowhere that was supposed to be haunted. And, you know, we would sneak out to the property yeah. and do shit and stuff or whatever. Until the one time. Oh, boy. <laughs> where we were going to totally, like, creep and trespass and shit or whatever. And there was this guy, like, standing across the road. <sighs> At the mailbox, just staring at us, and we were like, "Nope, nope, nope turn, I'm out, I'm out, abort." Time to go, time to go. And we never. I think every back. yeah, because that's the thing too that I, I feel like you find that everywhere. You yeah, because I mean. every town has that creepy abandoned something that you're supposed to spend the night or right. or do something right. again. Just you know, dick around when you're teenagers. And yeah, shit. which we have, which Craig and I 
have experienced in various fashions of dubious reality. <laughs> um, <laughs> Penhurst is by where I grew up, and that was like a total like. Now it's turned into this whole like. Now it's like a thing. Yeah, like Slender Man, it's turned into a whole marketing thing because they host a haunted house there every year, and it's they a really haunted house. It's a really cool haunted house. It totally distorts the history of Penhurst. You know, it makes it out to be this insane asylum, but it was actually but, just. But a, to their but to their credit. They do have, they did yeah. have one unit open where yeah. you could go in and get the actual and, kind of historical. And Craig and I talked to this woman for probably like a half hour who worked there, who told us yeah. like all the stuff that she went through day to day, like the patients that she knew and like what it was really like. So you do have the opportunity to actually learn about the haunted house. Um, yeah, she was so nice. She gave, uh, she gave us, she gave us some, um, like, I guess in the, in the institution, they had, like, a system of, like, Penhurst dollars mm-hmm. that the, the the patients could use to buy, like, stuff from, like, the canteen or, or yeah. whatever. And they did, like, she had some old Penhurst dollars, and she gave us some. Yeah, she, she was, some, right? I know yeah, she, she did. Some. Yeah, she gave us some. Um, um, so yeah, to their really credit, cool. like, as much as, like, yeah, they had the haunt and stuff or whatever, and it was all about crazy people trying to kill you, I like that they still had a building open where you could just go in and, like... Mm-hmm. Hey, this is the history. This is yeah. what it was really and like. And you can walk around but, the building too and yeah. see because it was a dormitory um, building for yeah. adults, I believe. And that was really cool. I mean, like also kind of creepy, but really. Oh yeah, it was. I have. I had. That's where I took that weird picture. Yeah, it is. I took a really weird picture of a. I'll put it up on the Twitter. Um, I guess would probably be the best way to do it, but it's a totally like weird picture of this like something blurry over what i'm sorry by the way if there's noise my windows are open and my neighbors are like existing but um there's a clown trying to crawl listen last night there was some kids screaming i guess they were playing manhunt or something and scared themselves and then their dog would not stop barking sure so that was fun but anyway i took this really weird picture of this like blob over the one bed and none of the other pictures this sounds like so like ghost adventuresy but none of the other pictures had blobs or dust or anything of shadow goes ghost hunting goes ghost goes ghost hunting we get a, a um a gopro camera <laughs> strap it to our heads um but yeah like none of the other pictures had like you know the the dust in it or anything there's just this one picture with a really weird you know distortion in it that looks like a face but again you know the skeptical caveat to that is we're obviously trained to find faces in things because right. that's you know whatever i'll put the picture up it's jesus on my toast <laughs> my grilled cheese my grilled cheese it gets on the news for some reason it's every, every time every time but um yeah i'll put the picture up on the twitter because i still have it um and you can decide for yourself um, for the record, that picture was taken very legally. I was, that was part of the, where you were allowed to go yeah, walking around we were, it. We didn't break into anything. No, but yeah. That being said, people broke in there all the time when I was a kid before they turned it into like an attraction because, you know, it's this mammoth campus that's just hidden away in this, um, mm-hmm. suburban part of, of, um, the greater Philadelphia area, you know, it's it's so weird driving back there because it's all these overgrown trees, like overgrown everything. There's old lamp posts that don't work. There's broken windows, and then all of a sudden, it's insanely creepy. Mel and I went back pretty far, yeah, independently of going to visit Penhurst for the haunted house. We like just went during the day, and um, 
it it was too creepy. We we had to turn back. Yeah, it was like pretty, us. We, we saw yeah, we saw one the first building, which was like their generator, like the power. Yeah, it station. wasn't even like a real building. Yeah, it like, wasn't even the building. It was like the generator power and house, like that was like half a mile away from the actual campus, and we were like, it's time to turn around, yeah. and we did. <laughs> oh, and then, and then we, when we were leaving, oh yeah, we got not freaked. that moment. But when we were leaving from the night, the actual haunted house. Because they, they told you like halfway how to get out, and then they were like, they right. told you like halfway how to get out, and like like Mo said, this thing it's tucked away. Yeah, like yeah, it's in the suburbs, but like it's just back there in the woods, and there's like nothing else around it. No, <laughs> and we got. Like so fucking lost. And we were like, this is it. And this it's is how we go. black at night. You've got no markers whatsoever to yeah. say, oh, we're by that tree. Because mm. you're always by a tree. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because so. they told you halfway where to go. And then they're like, all right, you're on your own. And my GPS like barely recognized the area. because it. It so Of like, course we were like, well, the demons are here. Yeah, because my GPS was like, well, you're in a field. And I was like, well, no. Yes, but no. <laughs> yes, but no, but help us. Um, and eventually we got out. Every year, though, I've gone two or three times now, and every year cannot freaking find my way out. I don't know why they don't put more markers than they do. But and if we if go back go, this year, we're bringing flares. We'll bring flares in case we get lost. Like drop some glow sticks on my way. No, because it doesn't even work. Because you go out a different way than you go in. That's part of the yeah. Problem. They don't let you. If you if you were going out the same way, that's easy. It's yeah. like a very clear path. Yeah. <laughs> like now you're on your own now, bitches. Enjoy. This is the real haunt. Um, oh man! But yeah, I mean that's like one of those. And we talked about it in AP Psych as well because she was like, she literally asked her. She was like, "All right, I'm not going to say anything, but legitimately, how many of you have like gone to Pennhurst?" <laughs> um, and then we talked about it and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's one of those things is where you get the sort of like, oh yeah, this like haunted old asylum or whatever, like three miles down the road. Um, and, you know, like, it's one of those things that people have, like, ghost hunt investigated. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people who talk about I feel about, like all of those. Like, yeah, they all go there. Discovery um, Channel. And, you know, they all talk about Quaker. Is it Quaker or Mayfia- Mayflower? One of those Quaker. two is the really haunted, scary, like, a, a bunch of paranormal places. Saying, I think it's Quaker Hall. Quaker. Yeah, because we went in Mayflower. Yeah. But we walked around Quaker that was Because that was the administration building. Yeah. Yeah, Quaker they Hall. actually have the main haunt. Which housed um, men and women, adults, and um, basically everyone just says that it's like a total, like there's something super freaky or dangerous or scary in there. Um, depending it. depending it, on you, it was kind of creepy. It was very it was dark. Um, I mean, we were you know we were obviously like we had that lens to yeah. look at it through, but uh, I will say that it. Gave me a pretty icky it did, feeling. It did me a frighten. Um, yeah, and it's <laughs> right. Depending on your level of, you know, belief and stuff like that, you know, that stuff can be kind of really freaky. Um, and if nothing else, you know, and it's interesting because I'm reading this book. I posted about it too. Um, it's an advanced copy of Ghostland by Colin Dickey, which basically he talks about the cultural implications of when people claim something's haunted and kind of what goes into that mentality like when you've got the the ghosts of former slaves and it's kind of our way of detracting from the guilt of slavery and saying kind of inventing a story around it to to move away from the actual history of it and stuff like that and you know with Penhurst, it's one of those places because it was one of the many that was shut down for neglect and um improper care 
And our way of dealing with that and dealing with the kind of gruesome history of it is to invent ghost stories and kind of inhumanize it. Um, mm. Which, and now we've got an entire haunted house. <laughs> take the terror away from any human. Yeah. Yeah, take the real Level, kind of horror yeah. out of it and turn it into, Put it into the supernatural. A scary story. Um, which I think is maybe like the, how all urban legends are born. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what they say at the end of Killer Legends is you have to invent something else to... To deal away. with the real life. Yeah, that it was horrible. Um, and that real awful things happen, so you come up with a way to fictionalize it. Very much so. Indeed, indeed. So I think that sounds like a pretty good note to end yeah. on. I found the picture. Um, we're good, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, you found the picture. I found good. the picture. So we'll put we'll... that up on the Twitter. On the Twitter. Which, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter if you're not following us yet. Um, Splatter Chatter six 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 without the vowels. Um, you can search Splatter Chatter. Um, look for the the logo. We our will podcast come up logo. <laughs> if you don't know the difference between vowels and yeah, if you're struggling you with that, email us at splatterchatter669 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Tumblr at splatterchatter.tumblr.com. And you can follow the blog at splatterchatter666.blogspot.com. Oh, yeah. It's all on social media, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, that should, across the social medias, you should be able to find all that information. Yes. Um, yes. And taking suggestions yes. for our first. Um, Drunken podcast viewing. We're throwing around some names as well for that. <laughs> Shout out to Colleen who suggested some great ones. Booze and, booze. Uh, and some suggestions for fun haunted Halloween stuff to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that might be yeah. about it. Review us on iTunes if you feel the need. Give us a rating yeah. if you feel the need to do that. Um, um, I don't. Mm, know quite what we're gonna do next we never yeah, know <laughs> we were gonna do last time and we figured it out yeah um we'll be talking about more urban legends in the future oh, I yeah assume. oh yeah so for now especially when around we get too close to halloween as well hell yeah mm-hmm. we've got some good stuff coming up for that mm-hmm. all right so for now we will sign off um au revoir adios das thanks for listening mm-hmm.